I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are once again to dive into a bit of film action. We love it, you love it, and this is why we come back every week to watch films and chat about them. And of course, the man himself, the maverick in the film world, he sees a film, he talks about it, and we all love him for it. Of course, it is our very own Callum. Callum, thank you once again for joining me. How are you doing today? Thank you. Yes, very well. Good morning again. Yes, um, we're getting into a good habit of this, aren't we, these morning ones? Lovely morning. The sun, sh- Yeah, the sun is shining through the window. It's lovely. Um, I'm good. I've had a bit of a... Yeah, very, very. It's been a long week. It has been a long week, but um, I'm very good. Um, yeah, you're on your holidays soon, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I uh, I break up for Easter next Friday, and I've got all sorts of plans. Doing a little <laughs> mini trip of France, which will be fun. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Yeah, going to see a friend in France. Um, and I got a few got a few gigs coming up as well, which will be nice. Real um, bit of culture. You'll be yeah. so pumped with culture on the next one that um it will just be seeping out of you it, well, it always is marcus well, well that's true is. that's true you are um, you're a fountain of culture you've always got your finger on the pulse it lives within you a vessel of culture a vessel exactly. a vessel of entertainment that is um, you that is Callum. <laughs> i am no i'm good i am very well um i can't wait to break up though for the, for the holidays i just live my life from one holiday to the next like <laughs> Every 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 bit of time in between my school holidays is dead time. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote! That's going on the promo. That's the quote for the promo this just like, week. Just like, oh, I'm at work. I don't class that as time. I just, yeah, that's just that's just things I do to exist. Amazing. Um, Amazing. The real the real the real fun happens when I'm not at work. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and you know how to live it. You know how to live it in in the heartbeat of the culture. And I'm excited for you to be. Uh, off for Easter and and giving it some. No doubt we'll engage in some culture together. As oh, absolutely. Always. Oh, we will do. We will. I've already got some things lined up that we could potentially do. Yes. Um, good. Good. Speaking of a uh, bit of culture, I made my return to just going for coffee in the Everyman the other day, and nice. I'd forgotten that I got into a good run of it because I really like the Everyman buildings, and there's one near me. Um, and just pop in for a little coffee. But it's great. And I just like overhearing people chatting about the films in the area. I'm there just tapping away on my laptop, having a nice overpriced Americano. But mm. one criticism of the everyman at the minute is that you used to get a little square of, um, is it green and blacks chocolate uh, with it? Like oh. It's very like middle class and i'm already hating myself for saying it but they've stopped serving it with the coffee now but the price <laughs> is still the same talk about a cost of living crisis <laughs> <laughs> i mean blimey like talk about a cost of living crisis where's my green and black co- chocolate with my coffee with my two pound 18 black coffee <laughs> i mean yeah like i mean if you're complaining about that now what on earth are you going to be like when you're 50 well, exactly like, exactly yeah, I say I'm already disgusted with myself, but this is the man I am, so you've just got to accept it, haven't you? You've to got to be f- happy with who you are. And to be fair, I've 
my housemate was telling me that the uh, the local chippy around the corner has has gone up by a, a few pence. Oof. And by a few pence, I literally mean a few pence. <laughs> um, and it's just yeah, yeah they were <laughs> they were unacceptable. Like, exactly, and, I, and the most wholesome of um, the working man's fodder that should be sacred. The fish and chips should be a price cap. Exactly on fish they and should, chips. They should do a price cap. Like Rishi should be going. He should be going to Chippy's and saying, "Look, price cap. Sod yeah. off. Forget fuel." Yeah, right. stop filling up other people's cars and come and sort out the chippies. <laughs> and also reduce the price of petrol, please. Yeah. I, yeah. It's crippling me, Marcus. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to put a cap on that conversation. As, Let, um, please, let's. Yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about film, and film we will talk about. And a drum we've really been banging over the last few episodes is watching Oscar-nominated films. But we're going to go for an award-winning one. I think it's the Oscars tomorrow, actually. Tonight. I think it might be tonight, the Oscars. Um, we're talking on Sunday as we're recording now. I think they might have happened as we go on. But this film actually won the BAFTA a week or so ago for the best documentary. Yes, we've gone documentary. We've not watched one in a while, but we do love our documentaries. The Summer of Soul. I have seen this advertised and heard it chatted about quite a bit over the last year. And was very intrigued to check it out. And then when I saw that it won the BAFTA, it uh, put it back to um, the front of my mind thinking, let's get this watched. And you know what, Callum, we did get it watched. So before we really dive into the chit-chat over it and sharing our views, could you give us your classic little overview, please, about The Summer of Soul? Of course, yeah. Um, I saw, just as a quick side note, I saw that... um, the Summer of Souls, an advert for it, a fact. So it has been on the horizon of, on the periphery of my mind, of yeah. the mind for a while. Um, but it came out in 2021. Um, uh, it was directed by a guy called Ahmir Questlove uh, Thompson. Um, and it's about the 1969 uh, Harlem uh, Cultural uh, Festival, Cultural Music Festival. Um, and Harlem the actual festival has been described as the the black woodstock basically and it was designed to sort of promote the politics of of black pride and people like nina simone bb king sly and the family stone they all performed at this festival um in 69 um and it was held in a place in harlem called um mount morris uh, park and the whole premise of the film is that it was it happened at the exact same time as woodstock um and obviously, Woodstock has gone down as this um, in history as this cultural iconic moment of sort of counterculture in the sixties. Um, uh, it's been been considered to be like it's revered in countercultural history, and this Harlem Cultural Festival happened at exactly the same time, um, and we've never heard of it because it was once it was recorded and once it was filmed. Um, it was put away for fifty years. Nobody would promote it um, because all because of the obvious racial politics involved with it all. But the movie itself is a kind of documentary uh, concert. So it's the, the 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 film's interlaced with interviews from people that went to the festival, talking about their place within American history, talking about their place within the musical tapestry of the U.S. Um, and then it's quite quickly flicks to performances from 
famous soul singers from the time, like B.B. King, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone. The performances are incredible. They're so good. Um, but it really is about the sort of preservation of history, really. The fact that this festival um, happened at exa- the exact same time as Woodstock, and more people even attended this festival than they did at Woodstock, and we have never even heard of it. Um, and it was set in the in it was in Harlem, um, which historically has been a cultural mecca for um, black music. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie really is about what history do we celebrate, what history do we focus on, and how is history written? Um, yeah, I I blooming loved it, Marcus. I don't know about you. Yeah, but... I mean, thank you for the overview once again. Um, but immediately. As we were chatting about earlier, it was right up our street in terms of the history of it and the historical context. Being the history buffs we are, and you being the the the, the teacher of the masses with history, um, <laughs> this is exactly something that we we could get our teeth into and thoroughly enjoyed it. First of all, my real fascination was the process of like the documentary. Um, with the kind of re-earthing of um, these tapes, which have been buried essentially for uh, 50 years, if not longer. Um, And the idea of, firstly, just the process of finding some footage which was filmed for the purpose of putting it together into film and um, putting it out there for people to see. So a very high-quality footage from the time, but not then shared with anyone, then that's, <clears throat> that idea always blows my mind of there's things that exist, really big events and things like that that have been captured but haven't been seen, right? We often fall into the trap now of thinking because of internet video, everything that's ever been recorded of meaning is out there for us to find. Obviously it isn't. And that then takes us nicely into the more kind of political and history, um, historical element of the film that you were mentioning there is the element of, well, why wasn't that shared out? It wasn't just an accident of history that this wasn't put out there, the political sentiment of it. And as you say, it was in the heat of, <clears throat> in the heart of the civil rights movement, but with a lot of tensions going on at the time. But there was a countercultural movement, but that got one overshadowed by the more white-focused Woodstock and everything that came with that, but also the powers that be not necessarily wanting to take the lid off this movement and allow it to flourish because of all of the the historical reasons that went on during the 60s and obviously before and still do now. So just straight away before you've even watched the film, just the context of it and the process of how it was put together is a whole area to dive into. And then watching this footage, taking it slightly away from the more political and historical side was captivating. Like this event was amazing. They said over the course of what was over the course of five weekends, consecutive weekends, over 300,000 people attended it a huge, significant cultural event. And then it was just <clears throat> act after act that was were huge at the time and still massive now. And that's what really struck me and like the power of thinking, how come this has been suppressed, this film? Well, 
suppressed is a word that we can discuss, but not put out there. When then you say Stevie Wonder, Nina, Nina Simone, and then other people, as you say, that I didn't necessarily know, but after looking into, were huge and are huge. And the performances and just seeing this festival happen was really, like, powerful. And um, the music was very, like, inspiring. I just loved watching it from this musical perspective of this huge festival that was put on. And then intertwine that with the historical elements of it and the political stuff, which we'll, we'll dive into as we chat now. I thought it was a wonderful film. Can I absolutely see why it won the BAFTA? But I just loved that process of how it was brought together and how they then tied in these wonderful performances just as standalone bits of footage, but then with the historical nature of it and made a very powerful film. What was mm. your first reaction to kind of seeing that and then how it works as a documentary i mean i think the way the documentary has been put together i mean the order in which the the musicians um are placed i think is quite significant i mean like you said there was loads of musicians obviously i'd heard of nina simone and bb king and stevie wonder before but there was so many other musicians that i'd never heard of and i think that's that's the point of the film yeah. isn't it yeah. you know this sort of erasure of black history um, has sort of filtered into um, how we make sense of the world, like our, you know, particularly the Western-speaking world, um, and even in, within education, um, there is a a dominant voice, and that voice is not um, that 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 voice is white, basically. So, you know, the the movie is about illumination as much as it's about celebration. Um, but the way the documentary was put together, I thought, was quite fascinating because. It went from it started off with some context, and then it the the order in which the musicians were put in in, in the movie they got they got more intense the sound got more intense um, from each musician as the film progressed and it sort of culminated in Nina Simone uh, and then Sly and the Family Stone like these like huge performances um, that sounded massive. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, and one of the quotes from the movie, um, it was talking about uh, gospel music and the reason why, um, particularly uh, soul music, is so visceral is because it's about expressing uh, the pain of the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, when they were talking about the drums and stuff, um, it's like this moment to express your creativity um, and sort of release all that tension, all that sort of political inequality that creative inequality um that uh black americans were experiencing i mean there's another element of the move of the documentary as well that talks about the hispanic voice as well Mm. um and how that was suppressed in the 60s and how like basically the harlem cultural festival there was a transition from um that how you describe there's a transition of how the black experience is is described from um, there was that thing in the New York Times, for example, where it went from describing blacks as Negroes to black, and that that then that that moment in 1969, that was a crucial turning point in how um, black music was understood, um, to the extent where Nina Simone um, was calling for violent action mm-hmm. as well. So 
the way the documentary was put together there was a brewing intensity there you felt like you were part of the festival like you felt like you were part mm, of that yeah, yeah. that movement um just because of the way the the way the way the camera filmed these performances and the performances themselves were very very intense um like i said because of what that music represents it represents the explosion of the just letting go of your inhibitions the chaos of of of, of your political um sort of lots in life um particularly at this point um to be black in harlem it, it obviously was a troubling time set against the back the backdrop of the vietnam war as well like um that explosion of, of culture that explosion of loud music the loud voices i think is incredibly symbolic um yeah i mean just the the, the way it was put together that that brewing intensity was was fascinating i thought yeah and you can feel the emotion and the power of it come through like you said you feel like you were at the festival and i think that's the real beauty of the footy that was footage that was captured and the way it was used within the documentary and put into the context of this took place not long after martin luther king was assassinated and that gets discussed a lot on stage and even the very powerful speech where i can't remember his name but the the guy who was alongside him when he got assassinated, the last person that he spoke to, and he was like, he was a preacher of uh, of those views and um, was, was one of the leading figures in the civil rights movement. And he talks on stage and then they have a performance of what was Martin Luther King's favorite song. And like, there's a lot of emotional intensity in that. And you can feel it ride through, which I think in relation to the film makes the historical elements that it's looking into that much more powerful and resonate more because it's not just looking at it from this academic view. It uses the power of film, the emotion of the music to make this history really resonate. And that is what the point of the festival was in many ways, which is exploring is that they were on, <clears throat> riding this crest of a, a wave of this of the the black civil rights movement and in many ways people felt like there were breakthroughs being made both politically and in music where they talk about Motown for example um becoming finding mainstream success through black music and there's this suggestion that a lot of people felt that was one way to go is showing that you black people can use um that culture and that type of music to actually gain power and influence and you can feel that through the film and that was like what they're exploring is the point of the festival is that this is going to be a coming together and a central focus point of where the movement was going towards because it involved all elements like um, the black panthers doing the security for the event it was a kind of coming together of a lot of elements of that movement to use the emotion and power of the music and culture to make these points resonate because all through the festival the politics and the music go hand in hand they are really interlaced as is the film that's the film really mirrors a lot the structure of the festival to get its uh points and insights across and i really love the part of the film and the way they do this of having the uh some attendees of the festival there watching back the footage especially the guy who 
he's um probably the youngest one there and i think he said he was maybe eight or nine at the festival and at the end of the documentary he goes i thought i was mad and like i dreamt how beautiful and wonderful it was but even though deep down i knew it but watching this footage now knows that i wasn't dreaming like it was this beautiful event and that's sums up essentially one of the big points of the documentary is that this captured something which was so powerful and what it represented but yet no one's ever been able to watch it back and experience it since and it was something really meaningful it was the coming together of um a lot of different parts of the civil rights movement and expressing it in a powerful way and i thought that was very captivating and the way the film represented that was powerful well yeah i know i was just gonna say on that as well like the film talks about a lot of um the power of the civil rights movement in that respect because it talks about the death of its leaders, the assassination of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X had been killed as well. So it spoke about this idea of um how what the cultural festival represented was this sort of explosion of of um of sort of this idea that, that black is beautiful. That's what Nina Simone mm, yeah. was was talking about. Um you know, a celebration of 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 culture rather than um an element of suffering but then it, it kind of it talks about both of those elements in it as, as a, a, a running in parallel to one another um i mean there's the moment the one thing that i found really powerful was when it juxtaposed uh when it talked about the moon landings yeah 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 and it juxtaposed the wh- a white person's reaction to the moon landings versus um african-american reaction i never really thought about that way as the kind of moon landing being quite a white american uh middle class american thing in a way yeah well i mean the thing is it's like it it, i I just thought it was so fascinating because like this obsession with like we choose to go to the moon which was sort of kennedy's famous um uh speech um and kennedy and like this, like the, Kennedy, the way Kennedy's gone has been revered in American history as a sort of liberal president, I guess. But then at the same time, it was like all these white, white middle class Americans. Oh, isn't it wonderful? We've gone to the moon. It's such a huge advance for human civilization. It's such a huge uh, example of human progress. And then it cuts to the poverty in Harlem and the poverty in. Uh, a lot of African American communities in the U.S. and it's like that. That quote is just it. It, it broke my heart a little bit to be honest because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah, fine, scientific endeavor, whatever. But shouldn't that billion dollars been spent on feeding starving children in Harlem? Yeah. Like because of just the way. Just, it, I just thought it was a very, very interesting juxtaposition as to how history is written, particularly history like Black history in particular. Um. You know, the fact that this festival had been locked away for 50 years because nobody wanted to publish it, but then the moon landings, everybody knows that, that America went to the moon, um, went to the moon, or the conspiracy theory. You know <laughs> let's I mean? let's you know not I mean? open that one uh, up. You know what I mean? But it's like, that is part of, <laughs> that's part of like this sort of American tapestry, isn't it? This idea yeah. that they went to the moon. Yeah. Um, and it's like, given the history of, of the legacy of slavery and the history of sort of violence against african-americans police violence in the in the 50s 60s and 70s and in this context of harlem i just thought it was a very very interesting uh 
way to sort of get you thinking about how history is written and who history is written for and by yes. who. I just thought it was a really interesting, uh, fascinating moment in the documentary. Yeah, absolutely. And off the back of that, I really found a powerful element of the film, how it does lead you to this suggestion. And I think it does it very well in showing why this is the case of that that festival represented a real turning point for the movement yeah. and was quite pivotal in both empowering um, the black cultural movement and blending it into politics. But also it was it was meaningful and it was genuine, like genuinely that was part of it and how much beyond the festival culture mainly music, but wider culture, because uh, Nina Simone talks about the, the off-Broadway play um, and writes a song about it, um, was actually influencing the movement and how that was both a driver for it, but created more friction, of course, because it was challenging the white establishment. So I thought that was a real strength of the film. One thing I wanted to just ask you a bit more on that, because I know that you've got quite a lot of thoughts and insights onto this but how do you think the film handled the kind of historiography in a way and handled the the way of exploring this issue that you've been talking about the, the civil rights movement black culture and how that was all interlaced within the history at the time so obviously it gives a really a deep insight into the festival and ties it in with the the history but how do you think generally as a kind of historical source in a way the documentary how do you think it it, it succeeds in handling all that oh very very handles it incredibly well i mean it's basically an archive film yeah. like i mean it is basically just a it's a digital archive of a particular moment in 1969 what it does is very interesting it's very interesting because it focuses on one moment in 1969 of a cultural festival and it's an archive for that year on the one hand but i don't necessarily think it's an archive for just that one year it's an archive for the whole cultural tapestry of of black music mm-hmm. um because all those artists that are performing had been performing for years um and it and it it's it's almost like a sort of creative zenith at that at that particular moment because of the wider context of of the civil rights movement i guess at the time um i think i think it, i think it yeah it, it handles it handles the history very well i mean one thing that i'm glad that it didn't do which I think it would have been very easy for it to do was to talk about to spend two hours just talking about the civil rights movement. Yeah, it could have very easily done that because you can't separate the Harlem Cultural Festival necessarily from the context of 1969. Like they are, like you know, you can't separate the context from that particular year and the the surrounding context of what was happening in or what happened in 1969 and years prior to that. You can't necessarily separate those two things, but one thing that I think the purpose of the movie is 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 to celebrate black music uh, and black culture. Um, that's the purpose of the film. In the same way that Woodstock, the footage from Woodstock was to sort of celebrate a revolution of youth culture for white people. Um, you know, this particular festival is to celebrate black music and the repression of that black music. I think that rep- the repression of that black culture. Um, I think it handles it very well. I think it would have been very easy for the for, to to make a, a film about um, the civil rights movement um, and just focus on that and the police violence and the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and um, 
the the you know I think it would have been very easy to do that, but it doesn't. It mentions it obviously because you you can't not talk about this festival without mentioning it. But it is more about a celebration of culture, and it completely cha- it completely transforms um, how we view Black History as well because traditionally because um, when I was when at school when I was taught about black history it was always slavery and suffering um, mm. you rarely get taught black history about cultural black history or cel- or celebratory cel- celebratory black history you never rarely get taught that it's always a history of suffering or a history of slavery and one thing that this movie does very well is that it completely changes your analysis of of um, of how black history is represented it's a celebration rather than a history of suffering and i think that's why that that's what gives the movie it's the, the film the documentary film its potency as an archive because it completely um it doesn't necessarily rewrite history but it certainly gives another arc to it um that makes you think of it and it makes you think of the movement as something that isn't just political it's also cultural as well um they 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 bleed together the culture and the political are are of one um and I thought it was powerful for that reason. And I think that is something history in general can do more of because it is so much more meaningful than people give credit for is exploring the cultural elements of history, not just the facts, well, facts, inverted commas, of what happened. Yeah. Um, the culture of any time is a huge impact on what happens and history as a subject often looks over that or just puts it down as an event that happened rather than what it means and the power of of culture and how it forms movements and people's minds and beliefs and how that is history mm. but yeah i think thanks for that overview Callum. i think that was just good to kind of place the film into the historical context and just summarize how it, it deals with that because very obviously big um issue and area that's exploring still unbelievably relevant and i think this is a great bit of like a historical archive as you say and handles it very well okay let's let's get to wrapping up here just before we do i just wanted to add another thing from a filmmaking perspective was um i always like to say what makes a great documentary is having good access and they get some great interviews in there like a lot of the performers are interviewed. Stevie Wonder's in it. Nina Simone's in it. Um, the fact, like I said before, they have people who attended it. Um, some really good interviews. People speaking very openly, emotionally and honestly about it. And that makes a documentary great and made this documentary great. Um, so I just wanted to give a little nod to that as well. Okay, overview. Like I said, initially, unbelievable footage. I love that idea of they have uncovered this footage which had previously not been used for so many different reasons mainly a lot well a lot of them being political as discussed in the film but giving life to this footage which would have had so much power still does have so much power but giving it its power and its time great to see just from the visual point of view of look at these performances look at this event that happened it fills you with a lot of with joy and enthusiasm to see something so magical can happen and bringing all that together through culture, people, music, beautiful. And also, as I said, I think as a documentary, it's made very well. The editing's great. The pacing of it works really well, as you said, 
it puts the acts on in a good order to help tell the story, but it paces it very well and the editing gets more intense when it needs to. It sits back when it needs to and lets the music play and lets that the footage speak for itself. Um, so, yeah, great film. It's only not going to get 10 out of 10 just because, and it's only a slight criticism, and I'm even going to go as far as saying it's probably... Well, it's justified and allowed um, and fine, but I think it's just a little bit self-indulgent sometimes in how much it just lets the footage play on performances. And there are just moments where I was like, this is great to watch, but maybe I just want this as a, a separate bit of just watching this full performance like this. And there are points where I think um, it could have gone on a little bit long just showing specific acts rather than dipping back into the structured documentary minor criticism but beyond that great documentary and like you say Callum I think it's an unbelievable piece of historical um, film to be shown to someone to go watch that and you will gain loads from it a lot of documentaries are interesting but a bit throwaway of just like oh yeah that was nice to learn about but it's not added all that much to me whereas this is you gain so much from it and I feel you become a more informed and fuller person from watching it and there's so much to be taken from it, both positive and learning about the negative side. So 9 out of 10 I'm going to go. A really wonderful film um, and as far as documentaries go, executed very, very well. Callum, what have you got to say? Um, yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd give it um, 9 as well. For the for the same reason, actually. Um, I mean, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I did feel that sometimes the um, I would have quite liked to have heard more from um, the people that attended the con the, the the event. I mean, I guess the whole event was about it was like a sort of collaboration between mu- music musicians, multi instrumentalists, and the and and the crowd. Um, and I guess it was trying to sort of blend those two things together, but um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do think, I think more could have been made from the people that actually attended. But then, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they had access to, I don't know how many interviews they did at the time, um, so I'm not sure on that. Anyway, I agree. Um, I think the real power of this movie is that it is it, it's basically about how history is remembered and how history is presented. It is a fascinating archive um, into a moment in. Harlem culture um, and a moment in the civil rights movement in particular mm-hmm. um, I mean this movie basically it's an education in the sense that if you want to go and learn about more of these musicians it gives you such a broad range of musicians that allows you yeah, to yeah, to sort of yeah. delve into the history of of, of, of soul music really um, so as a, as a source piece and as a learning tool it's incredible Um and the way it's filmed as well is great. The footage, to say that it was filmed in 69, is really good. Um, it's obviously been remastered and stuff. Yeah, the restoration of that footage, is. I was thinking I was really, watching that, that was spot on. It's really good, yeah. So, brilliant. I, would, I mean, just not, not least just in terms of how it was filmed, but the subject matter, but also just repositioning your sort of relationship with how you remember history and what you remember. I mean... I've, I mean, I've been interested in sort of countercultural American history anyway. Um but it just reconfirmed how much of a sort of white voice I've read in the sense that I hadn't heard of this festival before and I claim to be interested in counterculture or I claim to be interested in a sort of American uh, history. Um, and it just it just re- massively reconfirmed my sort of 
um, necessarily inadequacy. That's 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 a quite a, an extreme word, but my sort of um, my sort of naivety, I guess, in thinking that I'd I'd read loads about a countercultural movement, and quite clearly there is more that I should have read and need to read and need to investigate because. Um, but at the end, at the end, that's the power of the movie, and that's the power of of history in the sense that it just reconfirmed how much of a white voice I've heard in my sort of formative education, um, and it's very, very interesting for that reason. Lovely, lovely, and I really like what you said. Then an insight into a moment in history, and that is what is unbelievably powerful. What a documentary can do, but what this has done in particularly is that it looks at, um, rather than a sweeping view of something, which, as I was saying before, we often do in history, or in our day-to-day minds of a blanket look at what happened and what it means. Moments are powerful. Like, a lot can happen Mm. in small moments that we just go, oh, the year's this to this. Moments, an insight into that. So, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Callum, we could go on quite a while about this, but that was um, fantastic. I think you should show this at school. If you can get this on at school, I think it's a great watch for uh, within your history class. It'd be a we are doing civil rights. We are doing civil rights after Easter, to be fair. There you go. And then it's and it's two lessons covered there. So you sorted. (laughs) (laughs) Watch a movie. Yeah, there you go. Um, But yeah, thank you, Callum. Thank you. I'm sure we'll. Um, discuss this further when we next see each other because there's a lot to go into and I really enjoyed it so great documentary can absolutely see how it won the award at the BAFTAs for the best documentary and I won't be surprised if it did the same at the Oscars but there we are another review completed Callum another great film and I'm loving once again as we're back into our new series now just seeing such a variety of films again i think it's adding a lot of richness to my life again and um just seeing all these different perspectives and filmmakers so thank you for participating again and again with me as i'm thoroughly enjoying these and i hope all the listeners out there are enjoying our chats as well but that brings us to the end. We will, of course, be back very soon with another review. We will smash our heads together and see what else is out there that we want to dive into. But keep watching films, of course. If you've got any suggestions of things you want us to check out, drop us a message via either our Instagram page or in the review section of Apple Podcasts. We do love a review, don't we, Callum? We do. We do. <laughs> Um, but until next time we'll be watching films you keep it up and have yourself a lovely week that was another episode of the glass a film club podcast we'll see you all later